Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Christ Over Crypto, where earthly investments become heavenly treasures. I'm your host, Frank Turner. And on Christ Over Crypto, our message is about stewardship of God's resources so that they don't become our master, but allow us to honor and glorify our heavenly father. On today's episode, we'll be continuing our interview with the dynamic and always thought-provoking Erica Cooley as we explore the biblical references and principles about tithing and how they factor in uh, for most believers and, and how they approach that concept. We'll also be talking about how you can invest in 401k, um, putting cryptocurrency in your retirement account. So it's going to be a pretty interesting episode. So uh, before we get into that, I want to welcome all the new listeners. Thank you if this is your first time. I really appreciate it. And if this is not your first time, welcome back. Thank you for uh, listening. I appreciate your support. We're going to pause for our intro and a quick message from our sponsor. And when we come back out of the break, we'll head right into the show. See you there. Everybody listen up, I'ma let you know That it's all about Christ over crypto You should invest but still be responsible And remember that it's Christ over crypto Yeah, and money shouldn't be your master Verse 24, Matthew the 6th chapter Serving God is the only thing that I'm after Tell the devil back up when I get my stacks up This is not about greed, I just wanna be a better me Use my resources to build up a legacy I don't wanna be dead broke when I'm 70 Christ over crypto, and it's really Helping me, yeah. Christ over crypto. Come on, hey. Christ over crypto, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Bitcoin Legendary. New to cryptocurrency? Curious on how to buy and sell Bitcoin? Visit ebook.christovercrypto.com for your free copy of Bitcoin Legendary. This ebook gives you a step by step guide on how to invest in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies safely and securely. But um, I guess the last thing I want to ask you on this topic is um, what what got you, I, I, I guess, as far as tithing, just give an example of when you maybe thought about not tithing, but you just did it because you said I need to do it. And you just saw whatever your need was just blow up just in an amazing way. Not even money, just just something, you know, just a great experience with tithing. Um, I would say this promotion, um, this most recent promotion, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have it, um, because I have a host of responsibilities, but I was faithful and, you know, I was obedient and God opened the door for an opportunity that no man could close. Mm. And so that was very real for me. Um, and, you know, I went through the whole thing with, oh, you know, I could put money on my husband's commissary and that's my tithing. But no, that's not it, you know. And I did that for a season and I got the spiritual repercussions of that. Um, and I just have found that when I tithe, um, it's almost like I can stand upright. Like I know I did what I had. I do what I had to do. <laughs> I handle my business. You know, people. You know, people get you know real braggadocious about handling their business and coming up and I, that's doing paying my tithes. That's that's the feeling I get. Like I handle my business with God. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that issue. Um, and, and so you know. When, you know, I, I did tithe when I didn't have it, I did see 
um, revelations um, become clear. Um, I did see opportunity present itself. Um, I did hear God clearer, you know, because our that shame was removed. You know, there's a shame factor that comes with not doing what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, I can't even like litter and not feel a, a spirit. I can't litter, right? Because I instantly get convicted. Um, but I, I liken that to um, not paying my tithes. If I don't pay my tithes, it's like an instant conviction. And I can try to justify when I'm doing this, this, and this. And that justification is um, legal in the world. But in the kingdom, it's like, well, baby, you got X amount of dollars. Where was God? You spent this, this, and this, but where was God? And so, you know, me paying my tithes is like putting God first. Um, it's like recognizing because I do I do recognize when that money has been um, taken out of my account, and I'm that much more grateful for what is left and what He consistently provides. So, um, you know, that's my personal experience, and I know that this is an area that people battle with. You know, I have family members that are battling with this now, and we talk about it because my family is saved. My family um, is kingdom-minded, and, you know, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, uh, and I just thank God for consistently covering my family, even as they try to navigate this space in search of a church home or in search of where they need to be, um, not necessarily in the kingdom, but in this world operating as kingdom-minded citizens and looking for a home, a church home. Um, And so I just consistently encourage them to, you know, do what you know to do um, and do what you know to do by God. And, you know, it, it works. It may not be... Uh, instant change or an instant um, contribution, um, you know, to that tithing system, yet I have seen it come to pass, and that's what encourages me. Man, that's that's a great word. I hope I hope people who have been struggling with tithing or just questions about it, I hope that that provides some insight. I lied. I'm going to ask you one last thing about tithing, and then we're going to move off of it. Okay. One of the things you said was very funny before we had ever decided to do this interview. You said people argue about tithing off net or gross. What is your <laughs> answer? What is your what is your advice for somebody who says, okay, I tithe, but I tithe on my net and not on my gross. What is your um, thoughts on that? I'm still waiting for the tax deduction for Christians. We need more Christian lobbyists. You hear me? (laughs) We need more Christian lobbyists to go in and say, hey, uh, we have a population of people that are giving up their tithes, and so that money may not be taxed um, because they're giving it up. Um, And I think that's the answer because we do need advocates for kingdom citizens in this world. And that's the one thing that we are missing. Um, It's not even about being a Christian at this point. It's about being a kingdom citizen, and this is how we operate. So respect our minds, respect our 
um, values and respect our systems like you want us to respect everything else going into this world, right? And so as um, Christians, for example, we're called upon to love, right? And we see that they legalize gay marriage. But as a Christian, that is totally against our system. That's totally against how we operate and what we know to be real and, and true, right? So, But they found some people that were actively advocating on behalf of this group. Where, where are the lobbyists to advocate on behalf of the coin for the kingdom, right? Um, and so in my mind, um, you should tithe, and that tithe shouldn't have taxes a- attached to it, right? Um, and so when you give your tithe, you give it off the whole, and then you allow that to reduce your income level so that your worldly money um, is taxed then, you know, so that's just that's that's my thought. This is, it might be a little different, um, but I think everybody got to have their advocates. We need more kingdom advocates. That was an amazing revelation. I never even considered the whole kingdom lobbyist and and off the top. I mean, I've always been a person. Yeah, you tithe off the gross because that's what you had got. But I mean, just hearing the whole re- you know reduction of your actual income and I mean hmm I mean that would be that would not be out of line with render you know under Caesar what is Caesar render under God what is God I mean it would be an amazing way um, to be but of course um, it's not currently and I don't necessarily foresee it but that is a great um, great perspective um, I'm gonna get you out of here um, a couple couple things I want to ask you know you, you said so okay. much so much great stuff uh, where um, are you working on any, any other outside projects that you want people to know about? And where can people find you on social media if they want to connect with you and continue this discussion on tithing? I am working on my marriage. Like, I never, let me not get choked up. Um, I never knew that there would be a man who could love me like Christ loves the church. Um, I never knew that the opportunity would present itself for me to be free in love and not have to worry about being hurt. Um, and if I'm worrying about being hurt, then that's, those are my issues, right? Um, and so I am working on my marriage. Um, that is so important to me because God has blessed me with a man and not the um, the most often used term, like a man who loves God, a man who loves his mama, a man who loves his family, a man who loves me. And I consistently wake up and like, wow, he loves me. And it's revelatory. Um, and it's amazing to experience. And so I want to know what it means to be a wife. I want to know what it means to submit. I want to know um, what it means to partner with somebody and become 
one union. And I've been celibate for like over two years now. And so the picture is a lot clearer. And one of the things my homegirls and I have most recently discussed is that the devil lied to us. We are not who, you know, he said we were. If I knew then what I knew now, I would have never subjected my body, right? I would have never um, thought that this is how you keep a man, this is how you get a man's attention, um, or this is what you need to do. I would have never thought, but somewhere along the way, those seeds were planted. And so I subjected myself to behavior that never was aligned with who I am. And so, you know, I've had that conversation with my husband, and, you know, we worked through it. Um, and, and working through it, it's just a whole another level of compassion. It's a whole another level of love. And so, you know, if people want to know what I'm working on now, I'm working on my marriage because that is so important to me because that is my covenant. God, if, I, if I've gotten every other rule wrong from, you know, beginning of time to these 38 years, the past two years, I've gotten this one, you know, a lot, a lot righter, you know, for lack of better words. Like, I, um, I've grown as a human. I've, I've grown as a woman, um, you know, and it's, it's kind of difficult talking about marriage because a lot of people don't celebrate marriage anymore. Um, and a lot of people think that marriage is just so easy. And so if your marriage is easy and you're having fun and a good time, then bam, that's God. No, God will allow you all to experience things that will um, fortify your relationship, will fortify the covenant. And I've been in that season, and now I'm in a season of recognizing, like, I have someone who loves me like my daddy loves me. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm working on my marriage. Um, but if people want to find me and talk about ties, you know, I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, and I, I still access those social media sites. Um, and, you know, prayerfully, I'll have a platform where, you know, Terrell and I can talk about this journey because this marriage is a ministry. And, it's for a new generation, and it's for this generation that have had hardships equal to, if not greater than, our ancestors. And no system, um, no laws, um, no gossip, um, none of that is going to deter us, um, not even each other. We can't even deter each other from being there for one another as husband and wife. And so I revere my husband. He loves me. I love him. And he has the utmost respect for me. And so that's where I spend my attention. Amen. We can just shut that down. I mean, that was, that was amazing. And I, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think we can all take something from that. I think um, we all can um, take something from that. There, There's actually, I want to... I'm going to close with this, but there's a sermon by a guy, and I, I, I may post a link to it um, somewhere, but it's a guy named Andy Stanley, and he post, posted a sermon, and it's, it's basically, he preached it a couple different times, but the more recent version of it is called Choosing to Cheat, and 
it basically mm. it's, it's, not, it's not what you think right it's not about adultery but it's about you know whatever you spend your time on you're cheating something else and i think a lot of times we put our marriages in a place as you mentioned a, a man a husband who loves his wife like christ loves the church a lot of men are out there working a lot of hours but they're not working on their marriage and so i just wanna, right. i want to put that out there to my brothers listening like hey you might be making money but if you're not pouring into your marriage you're cheating it you're not you may not be cheating on your wife you know physically but you're cheating your marriage from what it's supposed to be biblically so i just want to you know encourage men and women to spend more time being intentional and you know like i said everything we've said on on this tonight we're not being preachy we we say it for ourselves you know i think a lot of times people right and let, let me let yeah. me let me add let me add this because you know we've talked about obedience and um when i got when i got married i was being obedient to god right um because i knew what i was walking into um but i didn't know what the ramifications would be um walking into this marriage more recently it's like i trusted god for my marriage and now i trust my husband i can't necessarily say i trusted it off the top you know what i'm saying but i can say i was going to trust god and god you know you have never left me or forsaken me so whatever you have um for me in this relationship and partnership, I'm with it. I'll submit to it. And walking into it and getting to the point where it's like, oh, I trust my husband. I don't know when the last time I trusted a black man that was not my daddy. You feel me? Um, having that revelation, um, it has melted my heart. It has allowed me to experience love and not having any sex involved that's really real you know not having any sexual intimacy and just experiencing the love of a man who is consistent enough to insert himself in your life and be there for you that's really real and so you know people be like well love ain't every love is everything you know that's the one thing that the Bible is consistent of. Love is everything, and everything else can work itself out. So I just want to encourage um, the young women who who want love, who want marriage, to really obey God in that season of separation from your husband, in that season of not having your husband, not quite find you yet. Uh, pursue God because what is really hard to do is once you have a husband, tell him and be very honest and transparent about your experience prior to him. You want to take him, you know, a good story, a good report. <laughs> you do. And so I just want to encourage the young ladies as they, um, you know, walk this journey as a single kingdom citizen to be wise in their behavior um, to not to be so vulnerable to where they're um, doing for men that are not their husbands. Because it, uh, it says submit, why submit to your husband. If that man is not your husband, um, you don't have to submit to him. You don't. This is not tryout. This is not combine. Like, you're not auditioning. That's not what this is. A husband will present himself himself as a husband and you will know 
and you just let the Holy Spirit leave you, leave you in that moment. But prior to, like, you can be the most prudish chick on the block. Embrace that, live it, do what you have to do. Um, but be very mindful of your behavior um, so that your man can find you. Wow, thank you. That was that was amazing. I'm not going to add anything to that. Erica Cooley, thank you for joining Christ Over Crypto. We just um, really appreciate your insight here, and just God bless. God bless you as well. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> always. Now that was an interview. I just want to thank Mrs. Erica Cooley for coming on and being so gracious with her time. Hopefully you really got something out of that that interview. Obviously, if you hadn't heard the first part, I encourage you to go back and listen to the first episode. Uh, you can hear that on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play. Check that out. Uh, you know, it was just just such a revelatory experience just hearing her testimony uh, on 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 tithing and just being obedient. And I just hope that was 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 as a word for somebody and that was um, somebody get somebody going the right way. So just excited to have her on. Just want to wish her many blessings in the future. Um, really, really excited. But now we're going to head into uh, the cryptocurrency news and update portion of this uh, show. We'll be talking about 401k investing with cryptos. I think that'll be a really interesting thing to those of you who maybe have even, if you're doing it, heard of it, or maybe you haven't heard of it, whatever your level of um, knowledge, I think you'll find something in this next segment for you. So let's head right into it. Excuse me, chap. I can barely make out what you're saying. Pardon my fiat. I only speak crypto. Pardon my fiat. Cryptocurrency news and updates. All right, all right. Welcome to the cryptocurrency news and updates portion of the program. You know, before we jumped in, you know, before we let into this, you know, we talked about investing in 401k and retirement investing. And, you know, last week on the last episode, we talked about how digital scarcity made cryptocurrencies, particularly Bitcoin, valuable. Um, today, we're going to talk about, you know, based on that value, how you can invest in your retirement accounts using uh, cryptocurrencies. So just give you a little bit of a backstory about how you can do it and why it's legal. Um, uh, 1974, IRAs were introduced including the self-directed IRA. So a self-directed IRA allows you to hold many different assets in it as in, in a retirement account, including real estate. In fact, the only things that it doesn't allow you to hold um, is uh, collectibles and insurance. So you can hold real estate, precious metals. You can even hold certain types of businesses in, in a, a self-directed IRA. So it's very, very, um, it's a great retirement vehicle. If you've never heard of it, I suggest, you know, looking it up. There's a lot of you know information out there about it, but um, you know, a lot of times you'll see information on the internet that says the IRS has allowed cryptos uh, to be used for retirement investing, and that's not totally true. What's true is the IRS has classified um, cryptocurrencies as property, which means that it falls under the normal statute of what you can invest in a retirement account for a self-directed retirement account or IRA. So they haven't ex ever explicitly come out and endorsed cryptocurrency they just it just falls under the guidelines of what you can invest in so i, I want to clear that up because sometimes there's misleading adver advertisements about what the irs has ruled the irs hasn't made a ruling because they've already classified uh, cryptocurrency as a commodity so that therefore it can be used in a self-directed retirement account so you know what are the real advantages of holding cryptocurrency in a retirement account 
to be honest with you, going back, um, talking about, you know, thinking about a value store like gold or silver, you know, we're, we're looking at cryptocurrency as being something similar to that, meaning that, you know, whatever price Bitcoin is today, its appreciation is going to be much greater uh, at some point down the road. So you hold on to it. With, with obviously the hope of appreciate appreciating and, and that's it's, it's just a long-term asset um, the, the great thing about having a self-directed IRA with these types of you know assets say cryptocurrencies you can buy and sell them at your leisure because you have full control over your account you don't have to wait until you know you don't, you don't have to call somebody and ask somebody to make a trade for you, you can actually go on the cryptocurrency exchange and actually make these um, trades and if like let's say you know, cryptocurrency goes up and you want to take a small profit, you can do that. Um, as you know, with all retirement accounts, there's no gains and losses. So there's no capital gains and losses. So you can buy and sell to your heart's content uh, as the cryptocurrencies, you know, if you want to do that. Or you can just hold them, which I recommend as a long-term investment uh, that, that will appreciate over time. And, and again, there, there's a lot of great benefits. You can actually hold the assets in, in your own home if you choose to, or you can, you know, hold them in a corporate place, but there's a lot of flexibility with how you can um, manage your assets. You have full control, so there's a lot of um, you know ability to really manage these assets. Um, you know, one of the things that is is really really interesting is just the fact that you know a lot of people invest in precious metals in retirement accounts, and that's great. But a lot of times, people don't actually hold the precious metals. So you may have a certificate or um, some 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 reference to a gold or silver somewhere, but then you have to go get it. And in time of crisis or any issue, then you're like, wow, you have a, a certificate to your gold instead of your actual gold. Whereas with cryptos, you actually hold, you can actually hold the asset. It's a total bearer um, instrument as far as the value having, you know, a bearer asset. So you actually have it, and that's the most important thing in these types of situations. You want to be able to hold your assets with the issues with different banks and things like that and different institutions. You don't really want to um, have have people um, in charge of your assets when you need them, or or having to go get them in a time of crisis. So that's a, that's a really cool thing about the setup with cryptocurrencies um, in, in a retirement account. Like I said, you can uh, just a lot of value there. Um, again, if you're if you're not familiar with cryptos, I encourage you to um, you know check out ebook.crisisovercrypto.com. Check it; it's a free book where you can uh, learn about cryptocurrencies and. And also just it has references so you can check out different information and find out, you know, if the investment's right for you. Again, like any investment, you have to make sure of, you know, your do your due diligence to make sure it's, it's the right risk for you. But it's certainly, in my opinion, as far as a diversified retirement portfolio, it definitely fits in. Um, as far as if you're really interested in getting started, what I'll do is on the resources page of ChristopherCrypto.com, you can check out the resources page and we'll have um, information on how you can uh, get started, you know, with with the process. If you want to, um, you know, invest in cryptocurrency in your, in your retirement account. So um, that that about wraps up this segment. I hope you got something out of it, and we'll be uh, doing it again soon on the next episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, th- that concludes this episode of Christ Over Crypto. Want to encourage you to continue to subscribe. Um, or if you've already subscribed, continue to listen to the podcast. You can get it via iTunes, Google Play, Podcast, Stitcher, and Podbean. Also, check out our YouTube channel for exclusive video content as well. Continue to check out our generosity page for people who are in need. Um, 
and just continue to support, continue to tell people about the show. We want to have some responsible kingdom investing uh, that you can do the most with your earthly resources and store up heavenly treasures. Again, thank you for listening. Um, we'll see you soon. Before we get out of here, I want to give you the chance to make the best investment you can ever make. And that's uh, one in, in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you know, maybe, maybe you're never going to church. Maybe you're just listening to this and you don't know what this podcast is about, but you're interested in knowing Jesus is more personally. Or maybe you've been walking with God you're, and you've fallen away and you, and you want to make sure that you, you start walking back with him again. I encourage you uh, to say this prayer. So repeat after me. God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I deserve death, which are the consequences of my sin. However, I am trusting in Jesus Christ alone as my Savior, and I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I believe that his death and resurrection provided for my forgiveness and salvation. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and giving me access to your eternal kingdom. Amen. Congratulations. You've started your journey with Christ. Let me encourage you to find a local church and continue your discipleship with other fellow believers. If you're in the greater metropolitan area of Baltimore, I welcome you to make your church home at I-5 City, located at 681 Hollins Ferry Road in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Service times are on Sundays at 9 and 11. That's all for now. Until next time, always remember, Christ over crypto.